Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Today, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here, and I trust wherever you are in the world, you've enjoyed a very productive start to the working week. Before we kick into today's episode, just a quick reminder that if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please press subscribe on the platform that you are listening to right now, and that will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be listened to and ready to be digested. And as well as that, if you can do me a massive favor as well and just uh, rate the show on the platform, particularly if you're listening on the Apple platform, it just helps other people who are looking for information, strategic information, tactics, techniques, etc. around leadership and particularly sales leadership to more easily find the show. And that's what we're all about, trying to get the message out to as many sales leaders as possible to lift the entire caliber of the sales leadership fraternity and help as many as possible become exceptional sales leaders. So uh, once again, if you're brand new to the show, welcome aboard. Hopefully uh, this is enough information for you to want to come back and listen to future episodes, but also start looking at the back catalog. Uh, I think there's about 260 odd episodes that you can digest on various different topics around sales leadership. And of course, if you are a regular returning listener, much appreciated you listening in and uh, love the feedback that comes back from various people on the topics that we're covering. So um, with that said, today's topic is a pretty relevant one actually as we're approaching the end of the financial year, uh, only a month and a bit left until the end of the financial year. So many teams, many sales leaders and many executives for that matter are starting to think about what the KPIs and what the objectives are going to be for next uh, financial year. Now I say that with a little bit of tongue in cheek because my experience is a lot of organizations leave their planning far too late. And in fact, some of my experiences, and even this is where companies I've worked at, uh, we didn't get KPIs sometimes until the end of the first quarter of the new financial year. And it's very, very frustrating. And it, particularly in a sales environment, doesn't uh, doesn't create a great environment where it's uh, underpinning high performance, which is uh, which is a bit of a challenge when you're getting a, a sales target at the end of the first quarter, which then becomes retrospectively applied, and uh, <laughs> it means that already a quarter's gone and your target has gone up significantly. Not that anybody doesn't expect it to go up, but just the way it, it's done is uh, it can be very, very frustrating, and there's numerous reasons for that. But that's not the topic of today's conversation. So uh, I wanted to talk specifically about objectives and KPIs today and, and think about some areas that we as sales leaders should be really focusing in on when it comes to objectives. And I'm working with a number of clients uh, at the moment, helping them with their objectives. And uh, one, of the things I've, one of the things I'm finding even with these guys is their companies are simply overcomplicating the KPIs and the objectives. Now, it stands to reason that most organizations will have a series of uh, KPIs, a series of expectations, a series of objectives that are cascaded down from the senior executive ranks. And often, there'll be some decisions made at the company level in, re- in relation to what are, the, what, are, what are the company objectives and how do we get every single person within the company to have some shared accountability around those particular objectives. And that, that tends to happen in a lot of organizations, but what unfortunately also happens with that, it's when it gets down to the granular level, down to the individual contributor level, sometimes it's very, very difficult to accurately measure performance against this particular uh, KPI. 
because it's not necessarily at the behest of the individual's performance. It is a group performance. So you tend to start getting some groupthink uh, situations happening. And as the KPIs drop further and further, unfortunately, they start to lose meaning. And in many cases, they start to lose relevance. Now, that's not to say we don't have to have some company-based objectives that uh, everybody gets measured on. And if the company does well as an organization, then everybody reaps the benefits. But unfortunately, when it comes to KPIs, you cannot uh, accurately measure an individual's performance against a company set KPI in a lot of cases because a lot of it is going to be beyond that individual contributor's control. Um, the other issue, of course, that I'm seeing a lot of, and this is no different to when I was uh, running sales teams and big part of a big corporate, is many leaders simply set and forget their objectives and they will only dust them off at the formal half-year review or the formal full-year review. And I had, I've had conversations with clients, particularly over the last 12 months, where their experience has been, well, I've got to do the full-year review now. Uh, how do I come up with the objectives, first of all, which is staggering? Uh, but second of all, with the objectives that have already been set, how do I start measuring these? And it almost means that people have to go back in, back in time and remember what they did nine months ago in preparation for their formal review. But as a leader, that leader also has to go back and start thinking about, okay, what does this, did this person do nine months ago? What did they do six months ago? Which, which says that the whole, the whole premise of objectives and the, certainly the formalized review is losing its credibility and I, I believe losing its relevance. And in fact, there's a number of organizations now that are doing away with the formalized review and I think that's a really good thing uh, because companies that do the set and forget strategy and they have an engagement level that's pretty low, often they wonder why the team is not engaged. And one of the key reasons for that is they don't have anything to hold them accountable to and certainly uh, nothing to allow the individuals and also the teams to understand how successful they are or not because they're not looking at their KPIs. They're just doing everything almost organically and hoping that things will be okay. And there's no, there's no accountability in between the formalized reviews. Now, one of the things that I work a lot with leaders on in particular is to do away, if they can, with the formalized reviews and have more regular catch-ups with their team, both collectively but also individually, to then check progress, but also make sure the KPIs are really easy to, first of all, understand, but also easy to perform against and therefore easy to measure. And as leaders, we've got to do this. We've got to create objectives and KPIs that are, that are relevant, that are not just wishy-washy, ambiguous. They've got to be really specific and they've got to be able to be measured because we need to be able to regularly check progress against these. One of the biggest things that I think um, uh, sales leaders in particular fall short on, and I've seen this hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, is they simply don't spend enough time in front of their team measuring their performance, but also working with them to help improve their performance. Because we always know there's another level of performance to always get to, and we should never be satisfied with where we're at, but also where our team is at, because there is that level, another level to get to. Now, as a leader, we need to, and we've talked about this a lot as well, we need to be able to set the expectation, but also establish what reality actually looks like because that becomes the platform from which we start to grow and get better. And so when it comes to setting KPIs, we've got to make sure that we keep them as simple as possible, but something that's going to be measured because as a, it's a cliche, I know, but if it cannot be measured, it's very difficult to be managed. So when it comes to having conversations with your team, you've got to have something of substance that you can actually pinpoint and look at and say, okay, this is the expectation. How are we going against this expectation? And this is not about being critical. This is simply about having a regular catch-up to see, okay, are we making progress against this objective? Are we moving from our platform of reality? 
And are we getting closer to our objective? And if so, great. What can we do to even further uh, enhance the progress against that? How can we ramp it up so we can get there even quicker? Or if we're off track, how can we get ourselves back on track really quickly? What are some things we need to change? And it's very difficult to do that if you're only having a conversation with your team at a formalized half-year or formalized full-year review. And this is why a lot of organizations fall flat in terms of their uh, engagement scores with their teams, but also the performance of their teams as well, because a lot of the teams are running around like walking generalities, not knowing exactly what the KPIs are, and therefore they're just going through the motions, and they're wondering why they're not performing at a really elite level, which is what we want to be able to do as exceptional sales leaders, looking after and leading exceptional sales teams. Now, the other thing to keep in mind as a sales leader in particular is that when it comes to setting KPIs and objectives, Keep it simple as possible. I'm staggered at the number of organizations that have really long-winded documentation around KPIs. And you've got to have almost a MBA to be able to decipher some of the language, but also some of the actual uh, KPIs themselves because they're very, very difficult to measure because they're not specific enough. And sometimes they're quite uh, subjective because it's at the behest almost of the leader as to whether this objective has actually been met or not. So it needs to be objective and something that's very specific and very measurable. So when it comes to doing this, you always use the SMART methodology around goal setting. Something has to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and a time-bound. So it means that when you look at a specific KPI, it's specific enough to know, am I making progress? Am I behind? Am I in front? It's measurable uh, because I can actually do it on a regular basis and it's actually got a time bound to it. So whether it be doing this on a weekly, monthly, or half yearly basis, I've got some I've got some frameworks that I can actually utilize to measure how we're tracking against this KPI, which means all of a sudden it adds another level of relevance to the conversation and to the KPI itself, which means your team are more likely to be able to increase their discretionary effort because they know what they're focused on and know why they, where they need to be placing their focus on an ongoing basis. And the other thing around this as well is we should be actually making sure that the, the plan is really easy to understand, but it's de- it's distilled down into a one-pager. Now, that could be an A4 or even could be an A5 piece of paper that your sales team should be able to carry around their KPIs in their planner or in their pocket and be able to pull those out and know what their KPIs are that need to be focused on on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So no 15-page plans, no 100-page plans, which unfortunately some companies have, which is just ridiculous. Have a plan on a page. It's a simple thing, and when it the simpler the better, the more easy it's going to be, first of all, to understand, and the higher the probability that people will be focused on it and therefore know what behaviors need to be put in place in order to drive outcomes according to that plan. So what are some key metrics, therefore, that we can use in our sales teams? Now, these these are by no means an exhaustive list, and you might have some other ones that you want to uh, out- utilize or others that you find are really pertinent to your organization, and that's perfectly okay. But uh, here's some things that I've been working on with a few clients in the last week or so, and these are the things that will keep our sales teams and our sales execs within the teams really, really focus on the things that matter and the KPIs that will actually move the dial and create something tangible that we can measure our performance against. So some obvious ones that we would utilize. Now, most organizations in a sales realm, they'll have, for example, a annualized sales target. Now, that could be new, brand new business uh, or it could be retention business. Depending on the type of sales organization, that you run, many organizations will have either one or the other, or in some cases, they might have a hybrid. But one of the key metrics is, okay, are we bringing in new sales? Now, what is the what is the sales target? Well, that's completely up to the organization in terms of what the growth projector is. 
but you might even bring it down to what is therefore the monthly sales target that is needing to be generated in order to hit the annualized target. So what's the what's the new or the retention sales target in new sales? What is therefore the annualized revenue target? What new revenue do we need to bring in? Also, there may actually be some annualized revenue. So if you've got an account management uh, function within your team where you're looking after a set number of accounts, what is the annualized revenue target that you need to uh, maintain in order to be successful and in order to move, move the dial forward? There may be an incremental uh, improvement on that. You might have a 5 or 10% uplift in terms of expectation around annualized revenue target, but getting really granular on what that revenue target is is really critical. And again, you can break that down into a monthly target. Some organizations even have a profitability or a gross margin, and in some cases, a net margin uh, target as well. So depending on the type of sales uh, realm that you're in, what sort of products or services that you sell, it may well be relevant to have a profitability target, which means that we're going to be focusing our sales efforts on areas that will be highly profitable and directing our efforts away from areas that perhaps are more commoditized, that won't generate the, the margins that we're looking for, and therefore it will start to generate some behaviors around our teams looking for the opportunities that are going to be more profitable in terms of margin. So that might be another metric that you can put in place in terms of profitability. Uh, a lot of organizations continue today to measure levels of customer satisfaction. Now, there's a number of ways to do this. It can be the customer satisfaction metric, or in a lot of cases, many organizations are now adopting the NPS or the Net Promoter Score, which is a measurement of an advocacy level as to how many customers would recommend your organization to their fellow uh, fellow constituents, fellow, fellow, uh, fellow shareholders, friends, families, other business contacts as well. So Having some form of customer satisfaction index or NPS score is a really good one because uh, you can start measuring that down into the individual customer level. So if you've got an organization and a team that manages a set portfolio, you can manage your team's NPS scores for that set portfolio so you can see how the team is tracking and how the individual is tracking against that metric. Uh, you might also start thinking about, and this is what I've been working on uh, for the last couple of years actually with a number of organizations as well as having sales targets, which is literally the scoreboard, and that's important to have because it, it works out and it tells us whether we're doing well or not at the end of the year, start thinking about putting in place some activity-based targets and activity-based KPIs. And this is by no means an exhaustive list, but uh, what, I've, what I've done with a number of organizations in the last couple of years is worked on, if we work backwards from a annualized sales target or an annualized revenue target, we've got to work out, okay, what are the things we need to put in place in terms of the number of meetings we have to hold on a monthly basis or a weekly basis. What number of pitches or presentations do we need to make in order to get the conversions up? What sort of numbers around prospecting calls or contacts or outreach programs do we need to put in place to get the conversations in order to, to in order to make the pitches or do the presentations? And then how many new sales or conversations do we need to have or how many conversion conversations do we need to have so that we can actually hit the number that we need to hit. So starting to think about more activity-based targets is a great way of doing this because it's easy to measure and we can make some adjustments along the way. If, we, if we're not getting the conversions we're looking for, which is, means we're not hitting the target we want, it gives us the opportunity to make some adjustments around the activities that we're doing that will lead to the results. Too many organizations simply focus on the end result and they focus on the target and their commentary is just do whatever it, ta ever it takes to hit that target. Whereas more and more organizations now are measuring progress and measuring the activities that will deliver the outcome because if they do that really well 
and they start to measure that, they know that the outcome will take care of itself. So think about what sort of activity-based KPIs you can put in place that are easily measurable. And the other one to think about as well is professional development. No, no great KPI set or set of KPIs and objectives is complete without some level of professional development. And this doesn't necessarily just have to mean training courses. It can be, hey, I want you to read X number of books over the next three months. I want you to get a mentor. I want you to do some coaching. Whatever the case might be, it might be a buddy system. But think about how can we actually continue to develop people and how can we measure that? So the key message out of today is we've got to keep these KPIs and objectives really, really simple. Don't make it over-complicated. Just keep it down on a one-pager and use the SMART methodology to do it. Now, the other key thing around this is as leaders, we need to be more visible in the application of these KPIs. So when it comes to having the regular one-on-ones, and this is not the half-year review and the full-year review, because if you do this bit well, you won't necessarily need to have the full-year or half-year review. And if you do, it'll be more about planning the next six months or the next 12 months than having a retrospective review of what's happened in the last six months or 12 months. So making sure you're sitting down with your team on a regular basis. Now, I would suggest once every fortnight is a minimum requirement that you're sitting down and measuring progress of some of the, against some of these activities, but also having the opportunity to give them some coaching and mentoring as well. So you're checking progress, but also assisting them in their development. So hope that makes sense. It's something that uh, we need to do more and more of, and just keep it simple, guys. Don't, don't overcomplicate this. The simpler, the better. Have as fewer metrics as you possibly can, but make sure they are measurable and make sure you're continuing to measure them and that they know, as your team knows, what the key areas of focus are that will drive the needle forward. And of course, when that happens, their discretionary effort will go up, their performance will go up, the results will come in, and you in the process will become an even better sales leader. So with that said, if you'd like some help with this, and if you're committed to taking your leadership to the exceptional sales leader level, then let's work together one-on-one, and we can do that as early as this week. Simply jump on my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, We'll sit down and have a conversation and map out a plan for you to take you to the exceptional sales letter status in the next 90 days. So look forward to that conversation and of course, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.